because I think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle and that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us. And And we're back. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Ram with my boy Connor, and welcome to the Dear Pats Nation podcast. Happy twenty-eight to three day, Pats Nation. Want to remind you all to check out our Patreon account over at Patreon.com/slash DPN Sports, where Sunday through Thursday you get an exclusive podcast recorded by Connor and I. Tonight, this is. March 28th and 28th to three day, Connor and I will be discussing Super Bowl 51 and some of our memories. We're going to be talking about how Belichick has the cash and the cachet to sign free agents. The NFL is expanding to a 17 game season and Connor and I will give our thoughts on that and a little bit more. So check us out over on patreon.com slash DPN sports, only $5 a month, no tears, no nothing, just five bucks. You're going to get a podcast five days a week plus every two weeks we do a live stream but hey if you want to support the show in style go check out the dpn merch shop you guys asked for it so it's arrived the dear pats nation merch shop is now open and live show some love for the podcast by going over to teesprings.com slash store slash dpn and get your hands on the newest dear pats nation merchandise And if you like some of the gear you've seen on the merch shop, I suggest you get over there today because at 12 p.m. tomorrow, that's Monday, March 29th, the store is going to be changing up as we release our new line with all our new logos, thanks to Chevy, plus a couple of limited edition uh, shirts, mugs, sweatshirts that are coming out. Uh, no sources. Connor, how you doing, man? Yeah, buddy. Don't forget to go get your Connor No Sources t-shirt, everybody. We put it out on Twitter. Make sure you go get your Ray No Sources t-shirt. Connor and I have a bet. Whoever sells... The least amount of T-shirts of the no sources, the Ray out, the Connor Connie, my sister, um, for reasons beyond what I can't figure out, decided to put a picture of me when I was a little boy on Twitter today. Anybody nice. who follows Connor, he his profile picture is him when he was a little boy. Both of ours are school photos, and our boy Chevy over at Chevy Arm Productions. You can find him here on YouTube, youtube.com slash Chevy Arm Productions. Uh, turned us into T-shirts, grabbed some of our best tweets, no sources, those t-shirts are available. The loser has to buy the winner $50 worth of Rocky Mountain Barber product. Of course, using that promo code RayRoute so we can save ourselves the 5%. All right, Connor, the excitement of all the free agency signings is, I think, starting to wear off a little bit, right, amongst the New bit. England Patriot fans. And they're starting to come to that overwhelming realization that there's still a lot of questions surrounding the quarterback situation. Now, right now, Cam is slated to be the starter week one, but there's been a lot of grumblings about Jimmy Garoppolo, Marcus Mariota, Gardner Minshew, and the possibility of the Patriots bridging this season in preparation of their future quarterback coming out of the draft in 2001. Um, Connor, I know that there's been stories coming out today. Please don't jump ahead of me. I've got them in order. I'll tell you if you are, and I'll okay. bring you back. But we put out a poll on Twitter and YouTube asking who, P who Pat's Nation thought would be the Patriots' starting quarterback in 2021. Cam Newton, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jared Stidham, or a rookie quarterback? Combined, we had 1,022 votes. 
Cam Newton won the poll by a mile with 65% of Patriot fans believing he will be the starting quarterback in 2001. Jimmy Garoppolo came in second with 16%. A rookie quarterback came in third with 15%. And Jared Stidham probably shouldn't have been on the poll because he came in fourth with a measly 4% between both YouTube and Twitter. Does it surprise you that the overwhelming majority of fans believe that Cam Newton will be the starting quarterback in 2021? No, no, that's definitely exactly what I think at this point. That's what all signs are pointing towards. It It's seeming less and less likely that Jimmy G is going to come to the Patriots. I still think there might be something in the works, but the more people start talking, the more I realize that, it, that he might stay with the 49ers at this point. Um, I think they signed Cam for a reason. I don't see him losing the starting job to Jared Stidham, that's for sure. And I think that even if they do sign a rookie, they're going to go with Cam originally. So Cam's going to get the original opportunity and he's going to get the opportunity to prove himself. If he doesn't, I think we'll see a rookie, but not until the later half of the season. So you would absolutely say if you were voted, did you vote on the poll? I did not know. If you were to vote, you would have voted Cam Newton. 100%. Yeah, I agree with you too. If I was allowed to vote, I would have voted Cam Newton as well, because I believe that Cam Newton is going to be the starter this year. Also, it just makes sense. I don't think the Jimmy Garoppolo thing's going to happen. And we put this poll out yesterday before the Jimmy G, Jimmy G news came out. And we will talk about that a little bit later on tonight. Uh, but I just believe that everything was pointing at Cam Newton. He's cheap. Um, I do believe the Patriots are still going to try to trade up and get a quarterback where they trade up now. Who knows whether it's that four spot, fifth spot. Can they pull something off with the New York uh, Jets at number two? You know, do they try to maybe flip with Miami and see if they can do a division trade there? But I think they're going to try to get a quarterback at the very least in the, you know, a Kellen Mond or something and like trade back in the first, pick him up in the second, that type of deal. Uh, And I think that Cam Newton is there to groom him. You know, Marcus Mariota, reasonable contract right now. Perhaps you bring him in, but that elbow, if he takes a hit, and I just think that when you heard guys like Nelson Aguilar come out and say playing with Cam Newton was one of the was one of the inspirations or one of the reasons that he wanted to come play for the Patriots, uh, I believe that that was one of the bigger reasons uh, that he will be the starter this year. Now, at the end of the day, uh, Cam Newton can't dictate whether he starts or not. Well, he can by his play. So right. perhaps if if things aren't looking well in training camp, they look at something else. But um, yeah, that's just uh, the way I'm looking at it. I think Cam Newton will be the starter. Now, do you think that Cam Newton won the poll because Patriot fans think that he's the best option and they want Cam to start? Or do you think in their minds he's probably the most realistic options at this time? Speaking from like a personal Patriots fan standpoint, I would say that the fact that the it's the most likely that Cam Newton is going to be the starter, it's the most realistic option at this time. Um, I, I also think that he is going to improve. It kind of makes sense. You know, last year, obviously, all the excuses for Cam Newton are valid. You know, uh, COVID, the fact that he didn't have the OTAs, he signed very late, the you know, the weapons around him were subpar to say the least. Josh McDaniels didn't put the greatest game plan out there. So this year, I think he is going to build off that. So I, I do have faith in him, but I also think it's just the most realistic option. It's just the writing on the wall. Everything points towards, as of right now, as we sit today, Cam Newton being the starter. I agree. Outside of like uh, Sarah and maybe some of her, you know, Cam Newton followers, I didn't believe either that people were sitting there going, yeah, Cam Newton's my guy. He's the future of the Patriots because right. that's just not it. I think that 
they looked at it the kind of the way we did. It's when you look at all the options available, Cam Newton, A, is probably the better option and B, the most realistic option at this point, unless the Patriots were to do something crazy and trade for like Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson, who apparently is still in the, you know, possibly on the trade block. But I mean, I think the, the chance of that happening is about 0.02%. Yep. Um, and that's probably giving them too much credit, right. you know? Um, so yeah, no, I believe the two now at Boston sports B tweeted uh, a few days ago and I bookmarked this and I was trying to work it into a show with Sarah last week and I couldn't, but he wrote cam Newton is not the future of the Patriots. And I yelled that cause he did it in all caps cam stands <laughs> need to stop. Um, I paid attention to what a lot of people say about cam Newton yep. and I haven't heard anybody say that he was going to be the future of the team. Even Sarah doesn't believe that he's going to be the future of the team. And there's no bigger fan girl, fan boy, whatever of Cam Newton than Sarah. Uh, like, where does this narrative come from? Is this just somebody looking for attention or is this, is there a narrative out there that some people actually believe Cam Newton is the future of the new England Patriots? If there is, I don't see it. I don't understand it. Um, Cam Newton, I think, is 32 years old. He's obviously had some injuries throughout his entire career. He seems to be digressing over the past few seasons. Um, and he's just not set up to be a long-term option. I mean, he's obviously on the one-year deal. We all know that. But even if he is to have a great season this season, I don't see the Patriots really extending him for a long period of time because three, four, five years from now, I, I would presume that he's either going to retire or he's really going to start to wear wear down on his body. So I don't think he's the long-term option at all. And I don't understand the logic behind thinking that, you know, in 2026, Cam Newton's still going to be the quarterback of the Patriots. It just doesn't make any sense to me. No, he's going to be 32 years old in May. So when the season starts, he'll be 32 years old. Right. Now, granted, Tom Brady looks like he's going to play till he's 47 now or something ridiculous like that. But yeah, not two totally different people, though. Yeah, and not everybody is, is Tom Brady. Now, I do believe, and I said this on the show last week, that I believe in the next few years we're going to see more quarterbacks. Maybe not the current older crop, but maybe some of these younger guys are going to look at what Brady did. Yeah. And you may see a joke you know, a Joe Burrow or a Justin Herbert play into their late forties. Uh, I have a, a, the running quarterbacks I, I can, I'm concerned of. That's you know, the I'm, same thing with me too. Cause Cam takes a lot of hits by running the football. Yeah. And he, he deals with a lot of injuries, mm -hmm. right? And you know, it is what it is, but um, yeah, look, it, it's, I don't know why Pete, like, again, I don't know if this was this guy responding to the narratives. Why well, I was asking you what you've seen yep. or if this is just someone looking for attention to me, it was an attention tweet because I haven't heard anybody, even the biggest Cam Newton fan say he's the future of the Patriots, but I just wanted to get your feel because yeah, you know what I mean? It, it's something that we, I we haven't, I haven't really heard it or seen it. I've obviously seen the Cam Newton stands people very excited about him coming back, but I haven't seen people like label him as the future of the the quarterback for the Patriots. Yeah, so I, I'm more than okay with Cam Newton this year. Mm -hmm. I'm actually even okay with Cam Newton next year if that's what they right. needed to do. If they looked at, you know, they don't like they like people in next year's draft, and they wanted to do two years of bridge. I'm actually okay with that. Like, I know that some Patriot fans will flip. I know that that's not going to be a popular opinion, but I'm fine with that. I'm fine with a couple of years of Cam. I'm not fine with five, six, seven years of Cam Newton. 
Right. I don't I don't think he's even really going to be in the the league 6 to 7 years from now. By the time he's in his late 30s, I imagine all of those hits he's going to take are really going to wear on him. I think it's going to be very interesting this year to see as well because last year I know there were some things some talk that he was injured as well. So to to see how he progresses like just physically. Okay, so we're going to get into a little bit of Jimmy Garoppolo talk now. Let's please not jump to the news that came out today because I want to go with something here, okay? Mm-hmm. But the Adam Jones show on 98.5 says that it's Garoppolo for the Patriots or bust. And look, with all the options that they have in front of them, whether that be Gardner Minshew, Marcus Mariota, going with Cam Newton, which we both said we're fine with, um, drafting a quarterback, to me, it's unreasonable to say Jimmy Garoppolo or bust, right? That's just mm-hmm. a ridiculous take, is it not? Yeah, speaking of seeking attention, I think that's a huge attention thing right there. I, I don't know why you would say Garoppolo or bust. I don't see him really being that big of an upgrade over Cam Newton. He's obviously really struggles to stay healthy. I think that they could still get a great quarterback in the draft. I don't see this team just going down the drain if they're unable to get Jimmy Garoppolo. It's not like the team's going to fall off the rails if Jimmy G is not the quarterback this season. Yeah, I, I think it was absolutely positively ridiculous that that kind yep. of narrative comes up. And then Mike Reese said something really crazy because even though, well, let's put it this way, the 49ers, are, so Mike Reese said this, he wrote this in his, I love his Sunday columns, by the way, if you guys don't read it, it's, it's I love them, but it says the 49ers is, are saying that they are sticking with Garoppolo in 2021. And that's believable to me when considering they view themselves as a Super Bowl contender and wouldn't want to turn the team over to a rookie this year. Yep. Now, look, I know that a lot of people are saying that they don't believe the 49ers don't want to move on from Jimmy G, especially with trading up that third overall. But doesn't Mike's assessment of the situation make a lot of sense for the for San Francisco right now? Yeah, it does. That's why I wouldn't be surprised to see them keep Jimmy G. I know as soon as they traded up, like even myself included, just from like an emotional standpoint, I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to trade Jimmy Jimmy G. But it, it kind of does make sense because they think that they're still going to contend this year. They have the opportunity to compete for a Super Bowl. I mean, if you put a rookie in there, I I might be making this up, but I don't think a rookie's ever made it to the Super Bowl as a quarterback. Is that right? You're asking me facts? Should I ask, yeah. ask my source? I was going to say, Mick Chicken probably knows, but I think that's accurate. So for them to want to compete and actually win a Super Bowl this year, it's not time to develop a, a, a rookie at the quarterback position. But if they do draft somebody, they can learn behind Jimmy G and still try and win. So it's, they're going to kind of have their cake and eat it too. Yeah. And I, I totally agree with Mike assessment as well, because listen, if we're talking about bringing in Cam Newton as a bridge quarterback on a team that I call a playoff contender team, not a super yeah. bowl contender team yet, I think there's still maybe one or two explosive pieces away that they can get from the draft that with a little bit of maturity, they get there. I mean, if we're talking about Cam Newton as that bridge quarterback for a team that isn't in, in a that wasn't at the Super Bowl two years ago, right? No, they were they won the Super Bowl three years ago, but that was with Tom Brady. It's a different team now. If that's the case, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's and McChicken is saying, I uh, don't think a rookie has ever won the Super Bowl or gone to the Super Bowl. So, yeah, they're gonna. I I I've been saying that the whole time. Like, why would they get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo unless they were in, in serious cap issues and, and needed to get rid of him? And I think so. Now, John Schultz of ESPN tweeted today that the Patriots are not pursuing the 49ers. 
uh, quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo per sources. Cap space is in there, and obviously Cam Newton will return. Additionally, the draft is flush with quarterbacks. No Jimmy GQ reunion for the Pats in the foreseeable future. Now, I do want to add in that Mike Girardi tweeted out after that, anything you hear about can't or about Jimmy Garoppolo right now is all noise and posturing from both sides. So just to take everything with a grain of salt, but I'm not sure that Jimmy Garoppolo's stock can rise. Right. You know, um, if anything, you know, unless things really turn around, I can only see it plummet anymore. Do you think that it's possible the 49ers could regret not making the trade now, especially if they don't win the Super Bowl this year? Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, I think this is a big season for them to have Jimmy G go out and really prove himself. But if he doesn't and he continues to digress, they would have had the opportunity to trade him for some decent draft capital, I imagine. Maybe a second-round pick, third-round pick, maybe even a first-round pick. The quarterback market fluctuates so ridiculously much, it's hard to say. But if they do draft their quarterback of the future, Jimmy G, say, gets injured again, doesn't have a good season, he's really not going to be worth anything if he digresses and they could have had the opportunity to trade him for something decent at this at this point a couple of months ago. So Tan- they, they, they could lose out. Now, Tanya Ray Fox tweeted, Cam Newton is a better veteran quarterback option. Uh, he has been this whole time. The fans and media in Boston who have been clamoring for a Garoppolo trade have been brainwashed into believing an oft-injured system quarterback is a better option because they fundamentally fundamentally misunderstand the 2020 season. Mm-hmm. Do you agree that Cam is the better option? You've already kind of answered that, but just answer it again for the sake of this context. Do you believe that Cam's the better option than Garoppolo? And do you believe that 2020 will be a different season for him when you take all of the circumstances surrounding the 2020 season? You know, signing very late, the whole COVID protocols, getting COVID, you know, missing a couple of weeks of practice with the team, having a, a pathetic roster in front of him on offense. Do you think the 2020 season will 2021 season will be vastly different for Cam than it was in 2020? I'm really hoping so. I know we've talked about it before, like one through ten. What's the faith in Cam Newton taking the step forward? And I've said six. So I I think there's a better chance that he does take a step forward and get better based on all of those factors because there are a ton of factors that are against him. The only issue I see is some of the stuff with the mechanics, some of him just completely missing the targets, but he also looked very good at times. You know, you go back to the beginning of the season where he really was lighting it up. He was running the ball very well. He was throwing the ball. Excellent. Um, I I think it's only going to benefit him by getting another year in the, in the, in the program, having better weapons, having more time with Josh McDaniels. So I I do think he's going to take that step forward, but there's still something in the back of my mind that says, what if he plays like he played last season? Then we're kind of SOL. I'm a little bit like you. I've thought about it. What if he comes out and he's firing balls at people's ankles? That's definitely crossed my mind. I mean, I went the entire off season before they re-signed him saying it. So I can't go back on what I said. But what I can say is, is that I've also accepted that if this is a rough season, I'm okay with it. So mm-hmm. I'm not really that concerned. But if Cam Newton is throwing the ball decently, I, I believe that the 2021 season will be significantly better for him as well. I mean, just the weapons that he has around him, just the fact that right. he's not going to be throwing the ball to Demir Bird, uh, an injured Nick, or Edelman, and Nikhil Harry, and, and Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers is probably now the number three wide right. receiver. 
maybe number two, maybe him and, and Bourne switch up. If if Edelman comes back healthy and looks somewhat decent, he could be a number three. You've yeah. now got a receiving core of Nelson Aguilar, Julian Edelman, you know, Kendrick Bourne, and Jacoby Myers. Plus, you've got Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry at the tight end spots. You right. still got you got James White back who can go out and catch the football. You got JJ Taylor who could possibly come out and, and catch the football. And then you got Damian Harris and, and Sony Michelle in the backfield who can run the ball. So I think that there's a lot of this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Um, to a lot. I think that, that there's a lot of stuff there to say that the 2021 season will be much better for Cam Newton. Right. It certainly should be. And at this point, they're giving him every opportunity to, to succeed. They gave him a second chance in, in the program. They've put a bunch of weapons out there. He's going to be behind an excellent offensive line. He's going to have a great running game. He's going to have a good wide receiver core and an offense that's probably going to go through the tight ends. The defense is going to be elite, so he should have plenty of opportunities. Jake Bailey's going to pin everyone inside the 20. Um, they, they, this team should just have a million opportunities all around. So Greg Bedard, friend of the show uh, of the Boston Sports World on Friday morning, he floated the possibility of New England trading for Gardner Minshew. Uh, Minshew, of course, was a 2019 sixth round pick uh, who would have had minimal impact on the Patriots salary cap situation saying, quote, Patriots are still open and curious about considering Minshew. I didn't say sold on him at the right price, which the Jaguars have not come close to, Bedard wrote. Not sure what they're asking for right now, but it's too rich for the Patriots to seriously consider, maybe for one of their three or uh, three or three fourth round picks. Do you think that it's worth it for the Patriots going out and taking a shot on Gardner Minshew and letting him compete against Cam Newton? I mean, it, it wouldn't be a terrible idea, but I'm not ready to give up a whole heck of a lot for Gardner Minshew. I just don't see him being that much of an upgrade. And I kind of want them to almost commit to Cam, not just say, hey, here's the job, but be like, look, this is the offense. We're building it around Cam Newton. We'll worry about 2022, 2023 in the future. Hopefully we'll start getting a backup plan with a rookie if they draft somebody. But to throw Gardner Minshew in the mix and then start to have him and Cam compete against each other, I don't see Gardner Minshew being a huge upgrade from Cam Newton. I mean, if they want to send him over for like a low-end pick, it would be great to have like a good backup in case Cam does get injured. Because I don't see Jared Stidham, you know, leading this team very far if he if he does get hurt. And obviously Brian Hoyer is is going to be, you know, essentially a glorified coach. So I, I would be open to bringing Minshew in, but I, I just don't want to give up much because they could use that pick somewhere else. I'm always open to competition. You know, I believe that Jimmy Garoppolo sitting behind Tom Brady made Tom Brady better. Yeah. You know, um, and that's not a knock on anybody. That's just, I believe a healthy competition makes people better. I don't think that Jared Stidham is going to give Cam Newton the type of competition yeah, highly that doubtful. Gardner Minshew would. That being said, though, I still think that Gardner Minshew or that uh, Cam Newton is the better quarterback, and I think that he's the one to bring us through. Because I'm looking at his, his 2018 stats, 3,300 yards, 24 touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, 2017, 3,300 yards, 22 touchdowns. 3,500 yards in 2016, 19 touchdowns. 3,800 yards uh, in 2015, that was his, his MVP year, uh, 35 touchdowns. If we could get that Cam Newton, which isn't spectacular in any way, it's right. a good quarterback. Like, 
I don't think Cam Newton has to come out here and feel like he needs to do everything by himself on offense. If he can just come out there, manage the game, make the runs when he needs to, and that's just his passing stats. I mean, we could go in and break down his, his rushing stats as well, and that's where he'll be the biggest impact on the team. Yep. Uh, or that will be the extra impact he brings to the team, I guess. But as the throwing quarterback, not what he brings to the offense by running, I think that if he were to just, you know, play like that, this Patriots team is going to be really, really good. And he's the perfect transition guy to a Trey Lance or, or something of that nature. If the Patriots can make the move to get up, to get them. Right. No, I completely agree because I think they're going to mostly run this, run the football and they're going to utilize the tight ends, which cam obviously has been using the tight end with Greg Olson his entire career. And obviously he's going to run the football still a decent amount. And I think the Patriots are just going to play hard nosed defense and excellent special teams um, I, I don't think it's going to be on the offense to win every game. I know obviously in like the early 2000, like the early tens, like 2011, 2012, 2013, it was all on Tom Brady to score 30 points a game. I don't see the Patriots looking like that at all this season. I think it's going to be the exact opposite. The defense is going to keep it low scoring and the offense just needs to do their part. Now, do you think we're being homers for Cam Newton and just beefing him up because he's the Patriots quarterback? Or do you think we're actually giving a fair, even keel assessment right now? I still obviously have a little bit of worries about Cam Newton, but the thing is, even when Sarah's always said it, like the excuses are valid for him. That's, that's the thing. Like he did have COVID. He didn't have an off season. He had no OTAs. I don't think Josh McDaniels did the best for him. I mean, the wide receiver core was probably one of the worst in the league. The tight end was non-existent. I, I, there was just a lot going against him this year going forward. Obviously every single excuse has been eradicated. So it's it's really on him at this point. So I, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. This year is his year to really prove himself. Last year was was tough sledding for him, but at the same time, some of the he has to take accountability for some of last season's failure as well. So Mike, friend of the show, Patreon, uh, Dear Pat's Nation Loyalty Club subscriber says, "Yes, you're being homers, but Cam deserves a second shot." I'm going to yeah. disagree with you on one thing. On the other, I do believe he deserves a second shot. I think we're being pretty even keel though. I don't think that we're coming out here and saying that he's going to be the MVP this year. Right. I don't think we're saying he's going to come out with a few, you know, they got him yards, be prepared for a 5,000 yard season. Cam Newton's not never come close to throwing for 5,000 yards in his career. I don't think he's going to do it now. I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's going to put up 30 touchdowns in the air. Right. But if Cam Newton can put 20 touchdowns in the air, you know, eight on the ground, you know, and come but, up with 28 touchdowns on top of what the run game can pound in. I mean, I think that that sets up the Patriots to at least make the playoffs. And and I'm going to, I've said it once, I'll say it a thousand times. The goal is at the beginning of the season is not to win the Super Bowl. The goal is to make it to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then the goal for the playoffs is to win the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah, and, I, and I'll say this too as well. I don't think Cam Newton's going to take this astronomical leap forward. Like he's obviously, he's all of a sudden going to become Patrick Mahomes of the past couple of seasons. I don't see that happening, but they went seven and nine last year. I think Cam Newton's going to take a step forward. I think the offense as a whole is going to take a pretty step forward. I think the defense is going to take a step forward. So if they're already seven and nine last season and all of the, all they're going to do here is improve and pretty much every facet of the game, I think they will become a playoff team. I don't think that's far fetched to, to predict that. We will get to Ross's comment in a section or a second here. I just want to finish this up. Um, friend of the show, real friend of the show, not a fake one, Snipes tweets at us, joins the show every once in a while. He tweeted this yep. out today, and I thought it was really interesting. He said, who's ready for another fun-filled season where the fan base argues back and forth about whether Cam or Stidham should start? Should be fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> listen, do you do you think that Stidham has any chance of no, starting no. this season? And 
if the Patriots do draft a quarterback, does Stidham have a chance of making the team? Um, if they draft the quarterback, there's a decent chance he doesn't make the team. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Bill Belichick cut him, if, especially if they do draft the quarterback. I think that Brian Hoyer could potentially beat him out if they decide that they're going to keep a third quarterback. They might move forward with only two quarterbacks. I know they've done that for the majority of the time Bill Belichick's been the coach with the Patriots. But if they do decide to keep a third quarterback, I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't Stidham. I think there's a genuine chance he's not even on the roster come opening day. All right, and before we get into the chat, we will, Connor, will be keeping an eye on the chat now. We'll answer Ross and we'll go in the chat. I do have to give you the answer to our poll that we put out yesterday as well, the other one. And I'm going to put out some more of these as I listen to the feedback. But the question was, who said this during Wednesday's podcast? Quote, Cam Newton is a legendary quarterback. Ray, Connor, or Sarah? 18.8% of you said Ray. 27.1% of you said Connor. 54.2% of you said Sarah. Now, the majority of people who commented about Sarah basically said it, that has to be Mick Homer. Yeah. People who said you, and McChicken wrote this out, said that even though this sounds exactly like a Sarah comment, this has Connor written all over it. And I was a little surprised that 18.8% picked me, considering I spent most of this offseason replacing Cam Newton with every quarterback available, including Johnny Foxborough at, at, at Foxborough High. So yeah. the words, I can tell you right now, the words Cam Newton is a legendary quarterback never came out of my mouth. The words Cam Newton is a legendary quarterback never came out of Connor's mouth either. 54.2% of you are correct. It was Sarah. That makes sense. I was going to say when I saw that, I'm like, I don't think I said this, but I never know. So I'm going to try to do that more often. Find a line that got used and try to make people guess who said what. Nice. Um, so Ross says, if Cam Newton led us to an AFC title or Super Bowl with the Patriots fan base, would they embrace him or will fans always be suspicious? Okay, we'll get to the Red Sox in a second. Mm -hmm. um, look, I can't speak for the fan base. I can't speak for the fan base. Because the fan base always surprises me. I'm going to say that the fan base has been a little bit more supportive to Cam Newton than I expected. Even in the votes, nobody was ripping Cam Newton going like, well, yeah, we're stuck with Cam. Like there was no ripping of that perspective. You know, what I can tell you is if the Patriots make the playoffs, I will never say another bad word about Cam Newton ever again. Yep. Because that's all I'm looking for right now. That's all I'm looking for right now. They, you know what? They have to be in playoff contention. 10, 11 wins. You know, if if it takes 12 wins and they don't get there because they didn't get 12 wins, I'm not going to lay that at Cam Newton's feet. The Patriots won the Super Bowl in 2018 on an 11-5 and five season. Right. Playoff contention is what I'm looking for. They happen to be a part of the AFC East, which is just a phenomenal division with every division having two to three playoff teams in it. Right. Yeah. I mean, if he's, if he's to go this far, he's saying the AFC title or the super, the super bowl. I, I don't know how you can, can you can criticize Cam Newton any further. I mean, how much further do you want him to take the team? If they're to go that deep, you have to consider it a successful season. You have to give the guy credit. I'm sure there will still be some part of the fan base that blames him. There'll still be some part of the fan base that even if they win the super bowl, will take something away from him and say that, you know, it was the defense. It was the spell. It was whoever it was. Everyone but Cam, but if he makes it to the playoffs, I will tip my cap to him. All right, and do you want to answer the Red Sox question? Did you see that Red Sox uh, pitchers did. tested positive for that illness? Thoughts? I, 
I did. Unfortunately, it looks like there's a few other people. I know that the person is asymptomatic, so that is good. Hopefully, he'll be fine and he'll be back soon. Um, tough, tough timing. It's almost been in the back of my mind. I haven't really even been thinking about it like I was last season. So this kind of was a surprise to me, but they they got to keep going. It is what it is, man. It's tough. It's good that he's asymptomatic. Hopefully, he'll be fine. Hopefully, it won't affect anybody else, but no excuses. They move forward. And guys, we want you, the audience to be a part of the show. So we do throw out these uh, polls from time to time. We're going to make a better effort of doing a poll for every show. So up on Twitter right now and on YouTube in our community section, we have a poll up. In your opinion, what position should Bel- Belichick's priority be in the first round of the draft? Quarterback, linebacker, cornerback, or none of the above? If you choose none of the above, do me a favor. Put in the comments what you think it is. Right now on Twitter quarterback is leading unsurprisingly but by a demanding 74.8 percent after 119 votes 14 hours left to vote for that let us know what you think in your opinion what position should be belichick's priority in the first round of the draft quarterback linebacker cornerback or none of the above and let us know in the comments what you're thinking we got another super chat here from king cato also known as joe friend of the show he says we heard uh we were hard on cam because the team wasn't putting up six enough cam doesn't have the throw 20 touchdowns in the running game uh make if the running game makes up for it uh he just has to move the ball down the field mm-hmm. but was it fair to be let me let me put this back on you joe and i've i've seen your 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 thoughts on cam newton many times i i read all your blogs i don't always respond or reply but i read all your blogs and i think that sometimes and and you can be guilty of this you wash over the fact that Cam Newton had awful receivers. Like, really? Um, I've heard the argument, not from Joe, but from other people going like, well, Cam Newton couldn't elevate Nikhil Harry. Well, neither could Tom Brady. Yeah, that's a tall task. You know, so is that on the quarterbacks, plural, or is that on the receiver? Right. You know, Devin Asiasi failed. Dalton Keene failed. You can't say they didn't because Belichick went out and and got Devin, you know, and, and got Johnu Smith and Hunter Henry and spent, you know, half a billion dollars on two tight ends. I'm not saying you shouldn't have been hard on Cam Newton. Absolutely, we should have been hard on Cam Newton. There were moments he threw the ball at people's ankles. There were moments he held the ball too long. There were moments that he he didn't read the defense. There were moments that the pocket would collapse and he wouldn't take a step to the side. But he took all the blame last season. All the blame. Him and Belichick. Belichick for letting Brady walk out the door. That was his big thing. He let Brady walk out the door, so it was Belichick's fault. Yeah, and Cam Newton took the blame for everything else, and I think that's unfair. Right? Yeah, I mean the the red zone offense was obviously terrible, so I understand what you're saying here. They didn't put six up enough, but I don't put that solely on Cam Newton. I mean, the tight end position is supposed to be a big one in the red zone, and it was obviously non-existent. Devin Asiasi, Dalton Keene might as well not have even played last season. Ryan Izzo was playing four steps above where he should have been. Jacoby Myers, I don't think, scored a touchdown the entire season last year. Julian Edelman got injured, but even when Julian Edelman's uh, you know, healthy, he's not really a guy that's going to score 10, 12 touchdowns a year 
they they didn't have anybody to really go to in the red zone. I don't I don't blame Cam. It was like once they got down there, anyways, all they would try and do was run it with Cam, anyways. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick pause for the cause here and our, our little break of the evening to hear from our sponsors over at the Rocky Mountain Barber Company, Manscaped.com. We're also going to hear about our Patreon page and our merch shop. We'll be back with you in about four minutes. Visit RockyMountainBarber.com and get all the products you need to take care of your hair, beard, and skin. Get their small batch, all-natural beard bombs and oils, pre-shave oils, lotions, hair products, razor blades, and so much more. Visit Rocky Mountain Barber Company and use the promo code RAYROUTE and save 5% off all your orders. Get your small batch hygiene products at RockyMountainBarber.com. You can get your male hygiene and grooming tools and take care of everything below your belt from manscaped.com and use the promo code RayRoute and you'll save yourself 20% and get free international shipping. So take care of your boys and get all of your male hygiene and grooming tools at manscaped.com. Hey, if you enjoy the lighthearted, wholesome content that you get from the Dear Pats Nation podcast, YouTube, and Facebook page and wish that you could get more, you are in luck because Dear Pats Nation has launched our Patreon page. We didn't add any ridiculous tiered levels of support. We're not asking you to pledge 20 bucks a month for five bucks. That's right. Five bucks a month. You'll have access to daily exclusive Dear Pats Nation videos. You'll get traditional vlogs from Connor, Sarah, and I talking about the Patriots, the South Celtics and the Red Sox, but we'll also have ex- exclusive interviews, behind the scene footage, bloopers, early views of videos that aren't available on YouTube, live streams exclusively for Patreon members, and that's just scratching the surface. We're not going to make you pay a monthly fee if we're not committed to adding and making it the best possible experience for you. We're not in this to get rich. We're not in this to rip you off. We just want enough to pay our bills and being able to create on Patreon is just one way we're trying to do it. So please come check out our check out our Patreon page over at www.patreon.com slash DPN sports. We've also left the description in, or we've also left the link of the, in the description of our YouTube and Facebook videos. We don't think you'll be sorry. So please, at the very least, at least go check it out. And if you don't want to sign up and you don't want to pay, that's all right too. We ain't mad. You can still expect us to be here streaming live every Sunday through Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. But if you want to get more, go check us out over on Patreon. You guys asked for it, so it's arrived. The Dear Pats Nation merch shop is now open and live. Show some love for the podcast by going over to teesprings.com slash store slash DPN and get your hands on the newest Dear Pats Nation merchandise. And we're back. And just a reminder tonight on Patreon, Connor and I will be discussing Super Bowl 51 because today is 28 to 3 day. We'll be talking about how Belichick had the cash and the cachet to sign free agents. We'll be talking about how the NFL is expanding into a 17-game season. Connor and I will give our thoughts on that. And just a little bit more, make sure you check us out on Patreon.com slash DPN Sports. Before we get into the comments, I want to read a a tweet that just came about. Someone just sent me a shout out another lost soul. Peter King says that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch will be at Alabama's Pro Day to watch Mac Jones, while Adam Peters and others will be at Ohio State's Pro Day to watch Justin Fields. Uh, Lots to be inferred from this, but uh, Shanahan wants to watch Jones up close. Wow, okay. I mean, I I don't blame him. I think that they might be not solidif- like totally sold or solidified on one quarterback. I think they might be looking at a few of them, so it doesn't necessarily surprise me. But to move all the way up to three and take Mac Jones, I feel like he'd still be there, you know, seven, eight picks later where they kind of moved up from. 
So that is a little bit surprising, but also at the same time, I feel like they will take a look at everyone. Yeah, but you're talking about the head coach and the general manager. Right. Both going to watch Mac Jones while the well, you know, the scout and somebody else is going over to watch Justin Fields. So they may have traded up to number three to get Mac Jones. And it's funny, there's been a number of Boston media in particular who have said that the 49ers are looking for a ready now. And they think that was Mac Jones. So interesting. Yeah, that is very interesting because I've always thought Mac Jones, I mean, with the little college that I know is going to need a year or two. Do you have more pressure on you being Trevor Lawrence, the first overall pick, mm-hmm. or Mac Jones being the guy who your team gave up three first-round picks to acquire? Who has more pressure on that? <laughs> That's a good question. I think both of them would have a ton of pressure on him. Although I think Trevor Lawrence, obviously, people are going to expect him to come out and be a stud right out the gate. They're going to expect him to start week one. Um, they're going to expect him to make the Jaguars legitimate contenders overnight. Although I think if he comes out and performs like Joe Burrows performed last season, people will, will be happy with that. Um, but I think both of them are going to have a huge magnifying glass on him. But three... First round draft picks. If you're, I know that's a lot of capital to give up for the guy. I don't know how 49ers fans are. I don't know if they'll be all over the guy. I know, obviously, if the Patriots did that, Mac Jones would have binoculars on him every second by all these Patriots fans. Regardless who the quarterback is, whoever they take, that's a ton of pressure. Oh, that's, for sure. To me, that's as much pressure as being drafted first overall. Right. Right. Absolutely. It's because if be you tough. if if you do suck, yeah. You're gonna ever you're gonna be the guy forever known that yeah we didn't have a first round pick for three years because of this bum. Right, exactly. Yes, it must be much easier to get drafted in like the fourth round. People like 199th overall. Yeah, exactly. People don't even think you'll make the team, or they don't pay much attention to you. You can only go up from there. All right, man. Do you want to pull some comments up for us? Yes, sir. We got one right here from. Dave Rooks, he says, what is the odds Pats move up in the draft? I say more than 50-50. That's my opinion. I think it's like 70-30 they're moving up. From everything we've read, they say that they're moving up. And, mm-hmm. you know, the the little insiders I know, they're all telling me to look for a move up as well. You know what I mean? I, it's a couple of them. And, I mean, these guys wouldn't necessarily – they're not Adam Schefter by any means, but they're saying to look up. So a lot of people in the know – are saying they're going to move up. So I still believe they are. I just think things, you know, you're talking fourth or fifth, right? You're talking Atlanta, you're talking Cincinnati, right? That's, that's going to be the one that that's the play right there is Atlanta or Cincinnati. I mean, we talked about this on Friday night, right? It's um, those trades on Friday really shook the market and really put the Patriots in a position to complicate their quarterback situation. Right. I'm, I'm going to say, I, yeah, I'm going to say like 70-30. Yeah. All right. Yeah, all right. He says if they draft the QB, Stidham hits the waivers. I don't disagree at all. Yeah. I mean, I felt bad. A, from the poll, just shows you how little confidence Patriots <laughs> have. Yeah. And I know that one of the votes on Twitter was a pity vote from Ted. 
you know, okay. <laughs> one, of, one of our guys. Shout out Ted. Um, because I put it in our group chat, like poor Stidham, because I think at that point he was at 0% and everybody right. else had votes. And he's like, I'll change that for us and went and voted for, <laughs> for Stidham. Um, and then I, I tweeted out Stidham season after that video of him airmailing a ball like five feet past a, re- a wide open receiver with no defenders went out. I just said yeah. Stidham season. I saw that. I saw that. That definitely didn't help him going out there and playing with them in Southern California if he was looking like that. I was like, that was a pick six right there. Yeah. Yep. All right. Shout out to Pat's time right here. He says, this show doesn't stink. Thanks. I don't know if, I don't know if people are saying that. I'm sure they are, but I appreciate you having our back there and saying we don't stink. I, I disagree, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. Maybe you're saying um, some of our shows do stink, and this one just happens to be one that doesn't. Yeah, that's a good point. This one here from Jordan. Oh, hold Dozier. on, we, we can't we can't pretend like we haven't had some stinky shows. We definitely have. We've done so many at this point. There has to. There's been a few, right? No, I don't know. <laughs> oh, anyways, Jordan Dozier here. He says, "Who do you think is the best?" I think he's meant QB in the draft. No, he probably means defensive tackle. Defensive tackle. Defensive tackle. I don't I don't know. When I looked at this real quick, I thought that said QB. You were hoping it said QB. Just the admit best it. defensive tackle in the draft. I don't think the Patriots are really in the market for a defensive tackle anymore. They could be. After, after I went all out to say that they need a draft one. I mean, <laughs> at this point, they went out and signed Devin Gotcha and uh, Henry Anderson. I think they're going to be pretty good at the defensive tackle position. Uh, is it pay? Would pay be one of the best? Yeah, McChicken, let us know. Uh, the kid out of Michigan. Am okay. I his name right? Maybe? Belichick loves Mich- Michigan as well. Uh, as of late, he has, yeah. Yeah, Michigan and Rutgers. Those are his spots. I'll go with that. He sounds like the best. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got CNS420 here. He says, the best bet of the Bengals to trade up with, they'll be willing to trade down because they won't be drafting a quarterback. I think the same thing, absolutely. If I were the Bengals, I would take that to my advantage, knowing that there are a bunch of teams out there that would want to move up to number five, and they don't want a quarterback, so why not move back and get a bunch of draft capital to put people around Joe Burrows, who's obviously the quarterback of the future for them? I completely agree. Completely agree. I think that that's the best as well. Um, my only concern is if Atlanta's taking a quarterback – like I talked about, if if Jacksonville, the Jets, the 49ers, and the Falcons all take quarterbacks, you're going to get the fifth leftover quarterback. So you got to be good on three of them. I saw somebody write something today when in the poll they voted for quarterback, but they wrote, I voted for quarterback, but if the quarterback they want isn't there, don't trade up for the sake of getting a quarterback. And I agree. Right, right, yeah. And, and I know that's going to piss off Patriot fans. I know they're going to be like, hey, there's great quarterbacks available. You know, Trey Lance was available. But as much as I love Trey Lance, if Belichick doesn't believe in Trey Lance, he can't move up for the sake of moving up. It's just that's right. the way it is. Even though I want it to happen or we all want it to happen, it just can't happen. Yeah, if he's not totally sold, I don't want him to move up for the person either. And that brings us right into a good question here from Jay Flair, 237. He says, so the Pats really want the fifth best quarterback in the draft. If it's their quarterback. Right. That's the whole thing. And look, I think that Mac Jones is the fifth best quarterback in the draft. But if he goes number three, then they're possibly getting the number three or number four best quarterback in the draft. So I think it all depends what quarterback you value for your team. 
Right. And it's subjective. Trevor Lawrence, I think, is the only non-subjective player in this draft. And when, when whenever we talk about quarterbacks in the draft, I never even put him in the mix because I just automatically I take him out of it. He's not Jacksonville's not drafting, and Trevor Lawrence isn't being drafted. Like I move right to the Jets at number two, almost as if they have the first pick. I'd also like to lay out there that there was a time that people looked at it as Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson was number three, right? And suddenly, in the last you know couple months, the draft analysts have, have moved Zach Wilson up to number two. Right, because I remember the same exact thing. It was almost like a foregone conclusion that it was going to go Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields at one point. It looked like that was going to be the automatic one-two right there. Two years ago, Tua Tagovailoa was going to be the number one overall pick, and Joe Burrow was probably going to be a fourth rounder. Right. You know. Now, so now look at it. Yeah. So things change overnight, right? Yep, certainly do. We got one here from uh, I hope you're saying right, Jack in Hagar. He says, "I just found the show today, loving it." appreciate it thank you thank you sir thank you thank Our you man it's a guy right they thank you thank you person thank you, thank you. uh dylan scollins here says what's patriots record next season i think we still got to see a little bit more but right now also i think they're going to an extra game i will say 12 and 5 if they do go to the extra game with this current record i give them a floor of 10 and i give them a floor of 10 and 7 Yep. And yeah, I'll probably give him a ceiling of 12 or 13 wins with that with that 17, 12 wins with that 17 games. Yeah, for sure. And they got Dallas at home. That's going to be an interesting game. Right. I saw that today. So I guess that'll be good. Dallas is going to be a good offense, I think, but we'll see. The defense was so pitiful last season. I, I kind of like that one. Jose Lopez here says, I watched the show all the way from San Diego. Keep up the good work, fellas. Thank, Thank you, you, sir. Jose. I appreciate, I appreciate that. you. We're getting a lot of uh, compliments tonight. You're cherry picking those, aren't you? I People are being nice to us for whatever reason this evening. I'm sure I'll go on tomorrow and people will be jumping down our throat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. It says, I just like Mac Jones, but don't be shocked if he goes top three. Coaches see stuff we don't. See like Dwayne Haskins and Danny Dimes went top 15 with a second round grade on most people's charts. Yeah, and they uh, Danny Dimes, I guess the jury's still out, hasn't looked great. But also, I don't totally blame him because the Giants haven't been a good team. Regardless, Dwayne Haskins was a dumpster fire. I don't even know how he's still in the league. And I um, called that, by the way, the same way I'm calling it for Justin Fields, just so yeah. everybody knows. Um, Listen, I was saving this for tomorrow. But I'm going to share it now just so everybody just... Mike Tannenbaum tweeted this over the last 10 years, quarterbacks that were traded up for into the top three picks include RG three, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Mitchell Trubisky and Sam Darnold. Woof. So teams in the last 10 years that have traded up into the top three picks to get a quarterback have selected RG three, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Mitch Trubisky, and Aaron Donald. Right now, Donald, or, or not Aaron Donald, uh, Sam Darnold. Yep. Darnold is the only player who remains on the team that drafted him with the possibility that he may be gone this year. Right. And you know that's bad when Jared Goff is the best quarterback of the bunch that you see get picked there. <laughs> that's a tough go for all of those teams. None of those guys have really panned out. 
Oh man, um, I like the name here, Big Big Mac Junior. Says uh, uh, he's Kyle, a part of the he's a part of the McChicken. Uh, shout out to the McChicken GNG. Says Kyle Pitts went from my first priority to my last, and Justin Fields went from my last priority to my first. That's a good point about Kyle Pitts. Do you still have any interest in him at this point? Yes, I love Kyle Pitts. I want Kyle Pitts to be a receiver. Um, oh so, yeah, right. I forgot about that. So I'm absolutely all over Kyle Pitts. I don't think unless the Patriots trade up for Kyle Pitts, I don't think they have a chance of getting him at 15. Right. I mean, when those original mocks came out and they had him going to the Patriots at 15 over and over again, I was cool with that. And then, and then you just saw his stock rising, 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 rising. Uh, lots of people have him down as a receiver. I have him as a receiver. Uh, I'm, I'm cool with him as a receiver, but I think that I'm looking at, let me just look at the draft order for a second. I already identified a couple of teams that I believe will try to pick him up. Right. I originally thought it was going to be the Eagles getting rid, they get rid of Zach Ertz and then bring him in, but now they've moved out of number six, right? If Cincinnati doesn't move on, I could see them taking Kyle Pitts. That would be a good spot for him. Truthfully, I could see them taking him in Atlanta to play yep. with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, that they are going to be sticking with Matt Ryan for a couple of years. I right. can see Detroit taking him to play with Jared Goff. You yep. know, maybe Dallas takes him, and then they can move on from, what's his name, the receiver? Um, uh, Wide receiver? They have a bunch of them. Amari Cooper, Dallas. Uh, no. Not Dallas. It's, no, it's, Michael it's Gallup. One, Gallup. The one I always mix up with Galladay. Gallup. I can see yeah, them moving Gallup. on from Gallup. You know, the Giants could take him. If he right. drops the 12, Philly could take him. The Chargers could take him. So there's a lot of teams before the Patriots at 15, and I just don't see the Patriots trading up for Pitts. But if they had to trade up to like 11 to get Pitts or 10 to get Pitts, I'd be down for that. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm still a big Kyle Pitts fan, of course. He's I, he's going to be one of the most dynamic players to come out of this draft. He would, be a, he would be a great fit for the Chargers, too. If I was the Chargers, I would have him circled on my draft to try and have him grow and play with Justin Herbert. Yeah, my Patriots up to got a chance too. If there's no quarterbacks available at number eight, uh, Carolina will probably take him as well. Yes, yep. I wouldn't so, be surprised about that either. So there's a lot of teams ahead of the Patriots that would be. There's no way Kyle Pitts is dropping to 15. Yeah, yep. I completely agree on that one. And yeah, I, it just, can I just follow up with that? Yeah, I oh, says yeah, yeah. if Pitts drops, so you can keep that one up. I'll just read it here. It says if Pitts drops, I don't care what team you are, take him. That's a generational talent. I see uh, Darren Waller in his game. Uh, I have him going to Carolina at eight. Yeah, he is a generational talent. In my opinion, he's a general, generational talent. Right. Tia Thomas here says thoughts on Donald. He's young and has NFL experience. I say we stick with Cam. Uh, I, I don't really want to go into the, the Donald experiment. I don't think it would be worthwhile. I, I don't I don't see it coming to fruition. I have a lot of faith in Sam Darnold. I think he's going to be great when he gets out of New York. You think it's just been the Jets have such a dumpster fire? Yeah, but I think for him to really have a successful career, he needs to get out of a big market. Right. Yeah. Like he needs to go to Minnesota. He needs to go to Arizona. I know they don't need a quarterback. You know what I mean? Right. He, he's got to get out of New York. He can't come to Boston. He's got to go to Atlanta. He's got to go, you know, to Philly. He's got to go somewhere where, and Philly's a big market, but he's got to yeah. go somewhere where the spotlight isn't going to be on him all the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. Yep. Omar here. San says, Fran. San Fran. That would be a good spot for him, right? Omar says, Pats don't need Jimmy Glass. Jimmy G has a new last name. Went from Jimmy GQ to Jimmy Glass. Yeah, I agree. I don't really have anything to add to that. Yep. 
Here's one from Joe. He says the Bengals are looking for a home run Randy Moss wide receiver for Burroughs, not a bunch of lesser guys. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't disagree. Maybe they're looking for a Devontae Smith or a Waddle. Uh, it, that would make sense. They, they'd be pretty dangerous if they get one of the top wide receivers and they pan out with Joe Burroughs. I think if everything stayed the way it is, I could see Atlanta taking Devontae Smith. Yeah. And that's why I think that I think going for Kyle Pitts in Cincinnati makes a lot of sense. But, yeah, Carolina makes a lot of sense to me as well. Detroit makes a lot of sense to me. There's a lot of teams that make a lot of sense to me for Kyle Pitts up at the top. Right. Jordan Dozier says, if we trade up and if we trade up and have to trade Gilmore, who is going to be our number one and number two corner? God, I don't know. Um, well, J.C. Jackson will probably be moving to number one. Right. Or you may see the Patriots not have a true number one anymore. If I'm going to be honest with you, you could see the Patriots just do matchups. Who's the best player for that matchup? You know, Jonathan Jones could take on a number one if they're the fastest on the team because he's the fastest receiver. Jalen Mills can play cornerback and safety. Yeah. Um, I think it may come down to a matchup thing about who they put up with. Uh, Stephon Gilmore's easy. You line him up with the best wide receiver and everybody else matches up with the best matchup for them. If they do get rid of Stephon Gilmore, I could easily see them just playing a rotational basis and just using guys all over the place. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point, especially I forgot about Jalen Mills for a second there. They can use him in a ton of different ways. And I wouldn't be surprised if they drafted a corner as well at some point. Yeah. Super young tank here says Jimmy can't stay healthy. Now it's going to 17 games. Can he hold up for 18 weeks? That's a good point. There's an extra week being thrown in there now, it looks like. So that's not going to bode well for him as well. Here's been my thing. If you do bring on Jimmy Garoppolo, you do whatever you can to keep Cam Newton as well. Because when Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt, and he will get hurt, don't let his one healthy season fool you. When he gets hurt, you have... You have... uh, uh, Cam Newton there to back him up. As far as the Patriots record, I'm seeing a ton of 11 and sixes in here from Ross, Tia Thomas, Dennis here. Dylan Scollins here says, I think 12 and five might be delusional though. I think 12 and five is not crazy. I think 11 and five and 12 and 12 and five are the same. Same and the same thing, right? They're the same record in my eyes. Shout out to Chevy on. I says Pitts is somebody we're drafting up for. Mac Jones, uh, I wouldn't do it. I just don't see it. Kellen Mond has much more talent and potential than Mac. Yeah, we've heard a lot of good things about Kellen Mond. We weren't able to fully get uh, Tyson's opinion on him. I know he was going to talk about him for a while, and then he lost connection two or three weeks ago. But I, I know Kellen Mond's been a, a guy they've talked about, so maybe Belichick will wait until the second, third round to try and get Mond then. Yeah, I like Kellen Mond. The more and more research I've done about him since since Tyson has flagged him to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patriots, here's my concern about Kellen Mond is, is, Kellen Mond is if all the guys, if, if quarterbacks are going, could he bump up to a late first round, right, rather than the second? Right. We've seen crazier stuff happen. I wouldn't be shocked if the Patriots say traded out to like number 33 or number 34, 35 in the, in the draft. I wouldn't be surprised to see them take Mond in the second and then, you know, uh, backload those picks in other places. Yeah. Yeah. That wouldn't be a bad idea either if they can do that. They, I feel like they can go in a number of different directions. Belichick can move up aggressively or move back, take somebody there and then load up on draft picks as well. 
We got one here from Pat Celtics and kind of Bruins fan. <laughs> I like that name there. I honestly don't think it makes sense to trade valuable pieces in our entire draft to take a QB who most likely won't be amazing. People don't realize the most hyped up guys won't be that good. Um, sometimes you, they're not, but the past you, couple of seasons they have been. You never know. You never know. Exactly. I want to just put out there that Patrick Mahomes was not hyped up. Right. At all. You know, people thought Kansas City was crazy trading up to 10 to get him. Yep. So you never know how guys are going to perform. What was Dak? A fourth round pick? I mean, I look at Dallas. You want to talk about hitting on quarterbacks? Tony Romo was an undrafted free agent. Dak Prescott was a fourth round draft pick. Right. Right. Like that's hitting on quarterbacks. Right. That's a very good point. They both hit there. I mean, a bunch of the quarterbacks haven't been, but I mean, last season, it looks like uh, Joe Burrows is going to pan out. Herbert's going to pan out, I would think. Um, we'll, we'll see, though. A bunch of the top picks like Mitch Trubisky, Goff, Wentz, guys like that haven't really lit it up. No, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold hasn't lit it up, obviously. But Josh Allen has. You know, you look at poor Cleveland, Johnny Manziel. You know, you look at, I mean, if you look at first round picks or first round caliber picks, when you look at some of these teams that just, it it just hasn't worked. We got CMB here saying kicker at 15 to give full some pressure. There's some guys out there you don't need to put pressure on, okay? We don't we don't need to get a kicker competition in there. There's no need to go after Nick Foles like the, uh, to go after Nick Folk like that. He's ready to play. He's going to hit 99.9% of his kicks. The guy's money. They no no kickers need to be drafted. I knew that you were going to be excited to hear about Nick Foles. What would you do if the Patriots took a kicker at number 15? I will also put that on the list. I will leave. I will get in my car. I will drive to Tampa Bay, and I will start living in Florida. So that's on your list, too. It's no longer just a punter and long snapper. No. Punter, long snapper, or kicker now that they've they've re-signed Nick Foles. Well, let me ask you this, though. What do you think about those Patriots? They're going to be legit, kid. Because I think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle and that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us everywhere the imagination dares it's for the open-minded the pleasure seeker it's jeff woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality theme-based with special guests the blue hotel hotline at every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story get a room and listen in at the blue hotel 
begins Friday, September 23rd. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com.